see all the talks are good. You just come to the whole weekend and watch everything. I think that's the easiest way to pick what to watch at Women in Language. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving and living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and here on this show we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Let me kick this off by wishing you a happy start into the month of March. Winter's nearly over. Oh my God, it's exciting. And this week, very exciting event. It's International Women's Day. I don't know if you observe International Women's Day. I know that it's a lot more celebrated in Russia and sort of just, I think, the general range of ex-Soviet countries. And I never really knew about it very much until I started traveling to Kazakhstan and started having conversations there and seeing all the flower stands in the road. And I remember saying to one of my colleagues in Kazakhstan, or I think that was actually in Moscow, I said to her, oh, this, this flower stand is amazing. Is this all the men buying flowers? And she said, oh, International Women's Day, they, on Women's Day, they definitely buy the flowers. I thought, oh, right, brilliant. Men are so chivalrous, you know, in, in the Moscow metro, they would open doors for me. And I thought, oh, Russia is a surprising woman's paradise. And I said this to her. She she was laughing and she said, no, no, it really isn't because imagine International Women's Day as the one day where the man goes, all right, woman, here are some flowers, maybe go and get your hair cut, here's some luxury and uh, that's it. And then get back to, you know, get back to cleaning, get back to work and shut up. So that's my first encounter with International Women's Day and definitely something that inspired what I do now on International Women's Day for the second year running. I'm organizing a conference and this episode is 100% dedicated to this one topic where I'm combining together with my wonderful co-organizers, Lindsay Williams, who you know was the co-host of the show, and Shannon Kennedy, who you last heard in the first episode of the new year where we sort of drew... Um, drew some conclusions and reviewed 2018. So Lindsay Williams, Shannon Kennedy and my humble self are your hosts and organizers of the Women in Language Conference. Now, if you've never heard about Women in Language before and this is the first time you're listening, here's what you need to know. It starts on Thursday, the 7th of March. It ends on Sunday, the 10th of March, that's 2019. We have got over 30 speakers, we've got two panels, we have got endless amounts of presentations about every aspect of languages. We've got so, so much fun. You'll hear a lot more about it and you can get a ticket today at womeninlanguage.com. Tickets are $29. But you'll hear this from me and I wanted to like I said, do a little bit of a deep dive. So in this episode, I'll do two things. First, I'll tell you more about why I do this personally, why I was motivated and why I continue to think that women in language is a good way to spend my time and to make a small difference perhaps to the world. And after that, it's enough, Kirsten, and you'll hear from my guests. And I have got a 
huge range of wonderful, wonderful guests. Uh, happens that they're all female, but don't worry. If you are male and you want to attend Women in Language, don't even hesitate. The women refers to the speakers. The audience is women, men and every human being from the wonderful range of human beings and the wonderful diversity of human beings around the world who have got access to the internet and heard about this and decided to attend. So don't even worry about it. You will hear from eight wonderful women. So I've got all these voices and I'm going to patch them together and, and bring you what I hope is an impression of what women in language does and what women in language is all about and what it feels like to watch it. As you know, I often record live or semi-live uh, snippets when I'm traveling and I go to something like the polyglot conference or the polyglot gathering, etc. So you hear a sense of what it's like to be at the event. And that's what I'm trying to bring together for you with this online event. So the scene is set. There's only one little task to do, as you know, or two little announcements. In fact, before we kick off, the first one is very, very short, just to remind you that my German course, German Uncovered, is opening its doors for 2019, pretty much after Women in Language. And if you would like to be in and learn German with me and discover what it's like to learn German in a whole new, amazing, story-based way, I can't tell you how much fun it was to teach this method and effective, actually, must say. Anyway, if that's curious, if you're curious about that, and 2019 is the year that you're going to learn German, go to german2019.com, enter your email address, and I'll be in touch. Let's give a shout out as well to our sponsors at italki. Now, this week I was on. I was invited to present, or not present, but to comment on a live national British radio show, Five Live, sort of drive-time radio. And the presenter of the radio show asked me about technology and asked whether technology is making language learning superfluous. Maybe we don't need to do it anymore. And I actually feel that technology is making language learning a lot easier and more accessible. And more people are trying out, are dabbling, more people than ever are dabbling Perhaps they're not taking it as a school subject full on when you're 15. You're going, oh, German pressure, got seven other exams to worry about. But you might still be dabbling in an app or on the Internet. And one way that I feel technology is bringing us something that we could have never, ever had before. And I know this because I'm old is in the field of talking to real native speakers You've got to talk to a native speaker at some point. If you're learning a language, you want to try this out. You know, you want to get that feeling. So how do we get that? One of the best places to find native speakers who either tutor you or are available for language exchanges with you, where you speak a bit of your language and then they speak a bit of yours. And no, hang on. you speak a bit of yours. They speak a bit of yours. And then you have to switch because otherwise you don't learn anything. <laughs> so they speak a bit of this and you speak a bit of this. And that's how a language exchange works. One of the best places to ever look is italki. Italki is an online platform where you can find tutors of pretty much any language. It's language specialist. It's very easy to schedule using their website and the range of tutors, the range of tutor prices and the level of access that you get to this sort of 
huge teaching resource, a huge range of teachers is just incredible. So if you haven't, if you're teaching yourself a language and it's 2019 and you haven't tried italki yet, then you're missing out. Go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. Trust me, $10 for free. I mean, what are you waiting for? Here's how it works. It's really simple. Number one, you register at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki if you don't have an account yet. Number two, you choose your teacher. You can filter teachers by how expensive do I want the lesson to be? What is their time zone and location? What language are they teaching, of course? What, is, what other languages do they know? What are they into? So you can choose your teacher. Then you watch a video introduction where they introduce themselves and talk a little bit about their style and you get a sense of what it might be like video chatting with them. You read reviews from previous students. So say you found your teacher, for example, Gwyneth, Gwyneth, who lives in Prague and teaches Welsh. She's somebody I found on italki and I regularly book lessons with her. So I go to Gwyneth and I say, yep. And my next step would be to schedule the next lesson. So you, it, italki brings up a calendar view where you can see when your teacher is available and you select a time that's convenient for you to take the lesson. It sends it to them. They reply and say, yes, I accept this slot or no, sorry, uh, can we do it half an hour later, half an hour earlier? So this can all be organized through italki. And then you simply connect. You take your lesson on Skype or other video chat software. You can use Google Hangouts. You can use Zoom. You don't have to use italki to connect, which I think is really great. And afterwards, italki will send you an email, say, please confirm that the lesson took place. Please confirm that you had a good time. You say yes and yes. And that's important because then your teacher gets paid. And of course, you want your teachers to get paid well. You can tell I used to be a language teacher because I mentioned this a lot. And that is essentially how italki works. So if you haven't tried it yet, what are you doing? Give it a go. fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. Back to the Women in Language conference. So let me remind you that you can get your ticket at womeninlanguage.com. And a question that comes up quite often is people messaging me, people sending me emails saying I'm busy or I'm going to miss Thursday and Friday and what am I going to do? Am I ever going to catch up? Am I going to really miss everything? Or is there any chance to get the recordings? And Lindsay, Shannon and I, we're busy people. We know you're busy people. So don't worry. We've got you covered. Access to the recordings is easy because it's included in the ticket price. And whenever you go and log in, you don't need to click anything extra. You don't need to ask for it. They're just there for you. They're just there for you, organized in a wonderful little schedule where you can click into exactly the one that you want to watch. You can make your notes. We actually provide you with a digital notebook. It's all there for you. So if you're going to miss a day or two, or even if you're missing the whole conference, don't worry. All the recordings are included in a package. We also have got a raffle. We've got live chat. Oh. Let me not tell you everything. So because I want to tell you, I want to spend this little bit of time telling you why I do this personally. Women in Language is, an, is a conference, like I said, inspired by International Women's Day and about languages with an all-female lineup. Now, here's what we are not. We're not a conference about women or about women's issues only. That's not the point. We're a celebration of language for language lovers. And in that way, we're not unique and we don't want to be. So here's why we went out of our way to include an all-female lineup. 
Number one, because it makes a difference to the conversations that all of us have. With Women in Language, we raised our voices. We joined a range of women who raised their voices so that everyone can get involved in having a conversation with language learners about language learning and the role models in our space. We want to make female role models just as visible as male role models. I spoke to several other conference organizers over the year. Every single other conference cares about it as much as we do. We all care about fairness and we love that we're having these conversations now. There is no them and us. There's just a group of people who want people to be their best. That's what we're here for. And women language is just one part of that conversation. Now, the other reason is because this makes a difference to women. Women are really nice. Women are nice and polite nice to the point of sometimes hiding their lights under a bushel. It's been researched, it's been proven a hundred times over that this happens. And this is why our business books are called things that encourage us to even be a bit less nice, right? They're called lean in and nice girls don't get the corner office because women need to be told that their voices are worth hearing. And even language experts need somewhere to start, to try and to experience a success for them as a speaker. So this is why I do this as well, because it motivates the people who wouldn't otherwise think themselves capable. And it shows us how, how high we can go, how much we can fly. It's motivational. One of our previous speakers told me that speaking at our event boosted her confidence so much that she's now putting herself forward for many other conferences. She's still extremely nice. But if that's the result that we can have, it's that if that's the impact that putting females on the stage can have, I'm not stopping anytime soon. So how can women in language make a difference to you? Because that might not be your reason to care about this. No matter who you are, Seeing more perspectives about language learning will benefit you in many new ways. Hearing a diverse range of voices will help you get the best techniques, the best materials, the best ideas. Because you don't want to limit the range of what you look at. And you don't, you know, you want to hear from the best and you want to select from a wide range of people who you think the best are. So we're showing you a wider range of people. Our lineup for 2019 is incredible. The caliber of speakers is just world class. We have got experienced teachers, travelers, award-winning award-winning journalists, best-selling authors. You heal, you will meet some of the previous podcast guests who I already had on this show because they're that impressive. People like Géraldine Lepère, Hadi and Doy, Mariana de Bosque, Hedwig Sigurd from Talk the talk, just incredible range of women. But don't worry, I'm not going to read the list out to you. In the show notes, if you want to look at them at fluent.show slash 126, there is our whole schedule where you can see every single talk and see what would appeal most to you. And I also showed this to the guests that I'm having on the podcast today. So I think it's time to meet them. Let's see who else is here to tell you about women in language. My name is Deborah Janik. I live in the Midwest USA, kind of near St. Louis, and I'm currently self-teaching Spanish and Icelandic. Hola, me llamo Alba y soy profesora de español. Estudio inglés a un nivel avanzado y ahora mismo estoy aprendiendo japonés y polaco. 
My name is Jennifer O'Donnell. I am a Japanese to English translator and localizer. Hello, my name is Chanel Hancock. I am a polyglot who's visually impaired, 41 years old, from Akron, Ohio, here in the U.S. Hola, my name is Maria Seco. I'm Spanish and I teach Spanish, but I also come from a bilingual region in Spain, uh, Galicia, so I uh, also speak um, Gallego. Hi, my name is Shahida, also known as Language Bay. Hi, my name is Penny Wilson. I'm in my late 30s and I started languages when I was five or six years old. Hey, I'm Cara Leopold. I have been in France since 2007, so I consider myself um, bilingual and bicultural. Hi, my name's Rebecca. I'm based in Melbourne in Australia and I'm a self-confessed language lover. I love learning languages, I love reading about them, I love talking about them. My name is Sarah Maria Hasboon and I'm a linguist and serial language learner. Hi, my name is Michelle uh, and I first got introduced into language because of my dad. My dad is Italian and I was named after my grandfather. Hello, my name is Sarah and I absolutely love languages. That's our lineup of 12 amazing guests who sent in interview answers to questions that I asked them beforehand. And I want to share some of the most interesting clips and interesting thoughts and opinions and some of the most powerful ones with you. And I started off by asking my guests, why did you choose to attend Women in Language? I decided to attend Women in Language conference in 2018 um, because I'd taken probably a bit of a backseat in language learning when I had my daughter um, and she had not long turned one year old and I was starting to get back into the swing of things and um, following a lot of fantastic language bloggers like Kirsten and Lindsay and Shannon and um, this conference really appealed. Women have a role in society and as a result of that they have a role in language learning. That's why I decided to buy a ticket today to participate in the process of watching these women speak about their language learning journeys, how they incorporate language learning into the environment in which they live and work and travel. I honestly decided to attend Women in Language 2018 because the talks looked interesting. There was a wide variety of approaches to languages and learning and using and all at a really reasonable price, I felt, for four days of just non-stop language geekdom. It just looked perfect. I think I had just created my Instagram account and I wanted to talk about linguistics, but then I realized that there was this whole online community full of language learners, and I got very excited, and I wanted to participate, and I wanted to hear everything that these women had to say. And pues para mí lo más importante es poder ver a otras mujeres que lo hacen, cómo lo hacen, y lo bien que lo hacen. Es decir, tener disponible un modelo a seguir. Now let's get into our time machine and travel back to last year's 
Women in Language event, which was the first time that we put on this conference. And luckily it went really well. It went with a bang. And here are a few of the standout talks that our experts remember from last year. I was very inspired by both Anya and Nikki Persha, um, Anya Spilker and Nikki Persha. And I really enjoyed their talks because they were they were more about working with languages. And even though I don't work with languages right now specifically, I would really love to someday. The talk that I really, I really liked the talk about, um, there was the one about translating and there was also the one about community interpreting with Madeline, which I really enjoyed because, you know, I'm always looking for opportunities within language and for using my languages. And I really enjoyed hearing um, her story. The One of the talks that inspired me the most was the talk about Instagram and how to integrate Instagram into your language learning. I really found that to be helpful as far as how to decide what type of accounts you want to follow in the target language that you're learning, as well as why it works, because there tends to be a lot of videos that are very short, easily digestible memes that are pretty simple to understand. So that really inspired me to get more active on my Instagram as far as following accounts in my target languages. Si tuviera que elegir una sola charla, me quedaría con la de Maureen Millworth. Eh, sobre cómo superar la barrera del nivel intermedio por muchas razones, pero concretamente ella mencionó la idea de grabar tus lecciones eh, de Skype y, y me encantó y la puse en práctica con muy buenos resultados. For some of the attendees, it wasn't really about one specific talk, but more about who they saw on the floor. So here are Penny and Sarah describing how they experienced Women in Language 2018. I really was impressed by was the fact that all of these people, all these women, were normal, everyday, average women who were doing really, really cool things. And it just hit home, like, if they can live their dreams and do something that I find so exciting and amazing, why can't I? In 2018, I, I think I was really inspired by seeing a couple of other Australian speakers at the conference. Um, Rebecca Howie from Irregular Endings is from Melbourne and Michelle Fuller from the Intrepid Guide is also from Melbourne um, which is my hometown and I think seeing those two women speak um, with such passion and knowledge um, experience about their language learning and their businesses um, really resonated with me because I was like oh wow they're from my city you already heard that social media and using Instagram in particular was a major, major takeaway from Women in Language 2018. Deborah took instant action. I started most of my follows, like the people I followed, I built through Women in Language. I basically looked at last year's list of speakers and was like, okay, how many are on Instagram? How many are on Twitter? Like, who can I follow? And I just went through the list and followed as many people as I can, uh, as I could. And I'll probably end up doing that again this year with this year's speakers. I think that's the perfect cue to start thinking about who's speaking at Women in Language 2019. Now, just as a reminder for you as a listener, you can access a picture 
with our Women in Language calendar, the whole four days, every single talk, right in your show notes for this podcast. And you can do that at fluent.show slash 126 or simply by looking at the show notes in your player and it should be displaying, hopefully. Now, of course, there was no way I was missing the opportunity to ask the next question. I asked our experts and our guests to look at the schedule and tell me who they're excited about. But there is one that caught my eye and I am really curious and very, very interested in attending, which is the one, is the talk by um, Elena Gabrielli, The Two Keys to Making Language Learning into a Tool Against Anxiety and that is, it is really, really <laughs> interesting topic. I'm very curious um, to see how we can use um, learning a language in 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 other fronts um, like this one. So there are a couple of talks that sort of go hand in hand, and I'm really looking forward to the one with Abigail Lang about learning multiple languages at once. Um, this is something that I'm just starting to look into now because I'm learning Norwegian, but I still want to keep up my Afrikaans and even get back and refresh my French a little bit. So with Afrikaans uh, and Norwegian being a Germanic language, I've got to figure out how I can, if possible, try and learn two Germanic languages simultaneously and what sort of techniques I can implement to help me do that. Uh, and then beyond that, the one with Elisa Polese, the 10 little secrets to help you learn any language. Again, I would love to hear any new tips, or even if they're not new tips, just you know things that I've maybe heard in the past, but just to hear them again and sort of give me a kick up the butt to maybe implement them the second time round that I hear them. But anything that I can do to you know, learn the languages as well as you know, mar um, manage a full-time job and a busy lifestyle. So yeah, looking forward to those two. I also how to become fluent in social situations no matter your level because we usually think associate fluency with being advanced but yeah I don't think that they necessarily have to go together. I'm looking forward to Dr Monica Reardon's presentation called Beyond the Smiley Face Communicating Effect Online. Um, just because I think it'll be really interesting. It's such a modern, such a modern issue. This idea of how do we communicate emotions um, in an online context. And then the talking about the endangered languages. I think this is fantastic that we are bringing awareness to this. I actually did my research thesis on Sami, which is an endangered language in Norway, Finland, Sweden, and Russia, for my master's degree in global affairs and translation. So. I absolutely love endangered languages. When I was studying for that thesis, that was really when I started learning about endangered languages. And there's just, it's fascinating, all the things we don't know, all the things about the world and the way humans can think, and we're losing them, and it's a tragedy. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. One of the presentations that I find to be exciting for this year, 2019, is the identity crisis, talking about the ups and downs of living, working, and dating in a foreign language. Now, I just, I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear about this one because I always love to talk about living, working, dating, especially dating, 
in another country. So I'm really curious to see what kind of experience she had, Lindy. And I'm also very curious to see what her recommendations are, what her tips and her tricks are for living, working, and dating in a foreign language in another country. By now you're starting to get a flavor of the talks at Women in Language 2019. And there are actually way more amazing ones, as Cara discovered when she started looking at our schedule in detail. Here's Cara. I'm just looking at the lineup for 2019. So I've had access to it for a bit, but I hadn't actually looked at it in detail. So right off the bat, I am intrigued by Jess Brown's talk on how my accidental language became my business. That sounds fascinating. Um, I'm also intrigued by Caroline Casper's sustainable language learning. I wonder, I wonder um, what that's about. Oh, I see a name from last year as well. Oh, endangered languages. Yeah, that sounds really good. Meaningful learning. Oh, I'm intrigued by that. Oh, that sounds like identity crisis, the ups and downs of living, working and dating in a foreign language. Oh, that sounds, um, that sounds intriguing for me as someone living abroad. Oh, oh yeah, Maria Ortega Garcia is back. Creative writing for rhythm and intonation in the target language. Now that is intriguing because, uh, oh yeah, I'm really interested to figure out how to how to make that work. Sh Shahida is back as well. What you need to know about working in another country with language B. <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounds really good as well. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm not really I'm not really helping people pick, am I? I'm just saying that all the talks look amazing. The fine art of language exchange. Ah, now that's a good one. Mm, most people don't know how to do it right, do they? Oh, Elena Gabrielli's talk looks wonderful about, yeah, how to make language learning to a tool against anxiety. I'm really intrigued by what Elena's doing. I think it's fabulous. I think she's got a fabulous niche. Um, oh, falling in love with the dying language. Oh, no, that's that. Now that's wet my appetite. What could that one be about? I hope you're starting to feel equally excited, listeners, about the many, many interesting talks and interesting topics that we do have going. And take a look for yourself and have a think about what would you like to see and then perhaps get your ticket. Don't forget, it's womeninlanguage.com. We kick off on Thursday, the 7th of March 2019. So do it before it's too late. So there's one final topic that I wanted to discuss with the guests in this podcast, and that was about this, let's call it the higher purpose of women in language, for lack of a better expression, which is about putting women on the stage, putting women forward, and perhaps providing role models and so on and so, so forth. And I asked two questions to our guests. The first one was, what do you think about putting on a conference like this where all the speakers happen to be female? I love the idea of having a variety of women's voices talking about learning languages because often the talks you see in like TED Talk and online and at universities are all by men, which I find really weird because as a translator, translation and language learning and language using and the language field in general is actually dominated by women. Yet again, it seems like the voices of authority within our field are all men not all men but a large majority are men and I don't know if that's just a natural bias of the institutions that hire people to talk or if it's just simply a matter that men are a lot more vocal about their own achievements to the you know quote-unquote right people so I think this is a great way to give the women in our in our industry in our fields 
a lot more of the attention that they deserve. I'm sure you've also been to forums and seminars and conferences where you look up at the speaker list or the panel on the stage and go, oh, there's no women up there. Um, That has happened to me lots of times. Um, And I think having the foresight to create a conference that promotes and puts women's voices um, front and centre, you know, is something amazing. And we're very fortunate that Kirsten and Lindsay and Shannon had the foresight and the will um, and the energy to put this together. I was so excited to hear about the Women in Language Conference because I think it is really important for women to own their successes and their abilities. And I think one reason why we don't hear as many female voices in this sphere is that as women, we're very concerned with how those capabilities will be perceived by people that aren't used to hearing women speak out. So will I be perceived as intelligent or a know-it-all? Will I be perceived as impressive or arrogant? So a space where we are all women, all really impressed with each other and generally very supportive and understanding, we really needed a space like that. By seeing other women or by seeing other people like us that we get inspired and that we believe that we can do things and that we are able and that there is a space for us. So I love hearing these voices and I love how it gives me a sense of mission. Now, a question that comes up regularly from from both genders that is really interesting is, are women actually experiencing any differences when it comes to language learning? Not necessarily do we have different brains, but do we live in a different world? And here's what my panel of guests had to say about that. I think in general in our culture, women aren't rewarded or supported as much as men are for developing capabilities like language learning or investing a lot of time in passion projects like trying to become fluent in a language. So for those of us who decide to pursue it anyway, we have to either be really self-driven or we have to have a really good squad. Other women who understand what we're doing and cheer us on. Instead of people that say, should you really be spending that much time on trying to learn Korean? I think it's really important to have people around you supporting you. Yo creo que esto depende mucho de, del país o la región de la que estemos hablando. Hay países con problemas mucho más graves, pero concretamente donde yo vivo, creo que la mayor diferencia es la educación. Las mujeres eh, solemos ser algo más reservadas, algo más tímidas que, que los hombres, porque por educación nos enseñan a no hablar tan claramente o no presumir tanto de, de nuestros conocimientos. I do believe that there are issues that affect female language learners especially as far as role models, who do we look to as the oh, this person is learning languages and I identify with them and I strive to be like them. As far as the pay gap, there's always going to be that you're always going to find yourself in a situation where you may be working in your target language and someone else may be working in the target language and yet you have way better communication skills than they do in that target language but because they're male they're getting paid more or because they're male they're getting more accolades you know that that's always going to be a thing i do think that there are some issues that affect female language learners um, especially. Um, In particular, I think that females tend to be a bit more self-effacing and and modest um, when it comes to talking about their skills in language learning or even just their efforts 
in, in language learning. Um, and I think that that can come across as a lack of confidence where in fact um, many women are, are very confident in, in their abilities and their efforts in language learning, um, but we just aren't always very good at talking about it. On Thursday, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about how much of a great time we're having and I would like to invite you, having heard all of those wonderful opinions and all of that information, if you're feeling inspired, if you're feeling interested and if you want to see what women in language really is like when you're experiencing it and you want to have that feeling of, ooh, oh my gosh, the next talk looks amazing, then you are so invited. We would love to have you at the Women in Language Conference. It's taking place, once again, on Thursday, 7th of March and then until Sunday. Bear in mind, Americans, as well, that your clocks go forward. We were aware of that and we have considered it in the schedule. Wow, right. Where's your ticket? Where do you get your ticket? Sorry, do I hear you asking where do you get your ticket? That is at womeninlanguage.com. And if you can't make it, don't worry, 100% of the conference is recorded and will remain available to the ticket holders. You have to buy your ticket by the end of the conference, though, in order to take advantage of that. So that is the 10th of March in order to have access. But once you've got it, it's yours to rewatch whenever, wherever and anytime and as many times as you wish. Now, I've got a few final words from our various guests and experts, so I'm going to let them music you out this time. I hope you've enjoyed this unusual kind of episode. I feel like we've done a few unusual ones, a few experiments. I hope you're having as much fun with The Fluent Show as I'm having making it for you. Before I leave you, I want to say thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show as always, if you've got opinions or thoughts about the topic that we covered today or you want to hear more about it, then do let me know. You can, as always, find me on Twitter at The Fluent Show. On Instagram, I am Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. And you can use the hashtag The Fluent Show. And you can just find us on Facebook as well in the Facebook group Fluent Language Learners. So there's a lot of Fluent Show on social media to get around. If you want to email me a question or record your own intro so you can hear yourself introducing the show in your target language, what you need to do is say your name, where you're from, which language you're speaking, and you're listening to the Fluent Show. So if I was doing this in Welsh, let me give it a go, <laughs> it would sound like this. Shumai. Kirsten, Edoui, Dwin Dodd, or Almain, Dwin Sharad Kamrag, A, Dachin Gurando, A, El Fluent Show. That's pretty much it. And now I'll leave you with final words from Sarah, Shahida, and Deborah. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. I'll see you here next week. Bye. Este evento va a ser fantástico. Y no puedo esperar. Entonces nos vemos muy pronto. Hasta luego y muchísimas, muchísimas gracias a Kirsten, Shannon, Lindsay y todas las mujeres que va a hablar y discutir la cosa que nos unifica. Y eso es el amor de los idiomas. Si todavía no tienes tu billete, cómpralo. ¿Por qué esperas? Only other thing I'd like to share about women and language is that it's only $29 and you get lifetime access. So it's not like if you miss one talk, that's it. You missed everything. Like you can 
still go in. I mean, obviously it's more fun if you're there at the same time with the speakers and the attendees and you can talk, you can chat, but you know, I still think it's worth it. Like even to, after the fact, go in, watch the talks, connect with the speakers, connect with the people who attended. It's, it's, it's just worth it. I am super stoked for women in language 2019 and I, can't wait to see the speakers and I will be getting up super early in the morning so I can catch it before work so I can't wait to see everyone there and I'm sure the chat will be on fire have a good conference everybody